Cathode Ray Mission. <laughs> now, welcome. <laughs> I am Randy Big R Hire coming to you live from Oklahoma City, and with me, as always, live via satellite out from Berkeley, California. Will Scoville. Hello, hello, Randy. Hey, Will. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. I haven't introduced an episode in a while. It was a little bit rough, but we landed the plane, I think. We're here oh, now yeah. on the ground. And um, today <coughs> we are doing, this is a momentous occasion because I picked a movie that I know Will doesn't like and that I also can't in good faith defend. But it would be a wonderful springboard to talk about something that I love, but is a divisive thing that has... Mm -hmm. You know, we can talk about that, too. We are doing The Simpsons movie. I don't even know who directed it. Probably somebody, one of the, Al Jean, maybe? Uh, David or, Silverman. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> it's from <laughs> it's from the year 2007. Is that what we're, yep. you were just saying? Yep. And um, it was a huge deal when it came out. Everybody... Like we had all every okay, let's, let's we gotta maybe we should we start at the beginning with this? Before, yeah, let's just start I'd do a preamble about the Simpsons and what it meant to us growing up. And like, yeah, so okay, you know, by the time this movie came out, I will just say that I had I was kind of like, how old were you in two thousand seven? I was twenty six, okay. and I had I had just moved to San Francisco. And so I still live So I, this is like when I was, I went to the, the Westfield mall in San Francisco and, and saw this. I was 23 um, years old. Yeah. And so at this point, um, I didn't have a TV when I lived in San Francisco, I moved, I had a small apartment. It just, I didn't have room for a TV or money for cable. Um, and so I just was not watching television and I was definitely not watching the Simpsons. What, what year did you stop watching the Simpsons? It's probably, I don't know, because like I really, when I moved out to go to college in 2000 is when I stopped having a TV regularly until about uh, 2013. So you basically, so, you stopped where it, it, it stopped getting good because The Simpsons yeah. famously, I was about to say famously, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people of our generation agree that like season, people don't like season one. I do. I love. I really like. I love season, season yeah. one. I love season two. I think season two is one of the like the dark horse best season. Maybe it's like, it just has like kind of different tone to it that elevates it and it makes it mm -hmm. its own special thing. But most people of our age group, people, i.e., people born in the '80s that grew up watching this show, agree that season three through ten is some of the greatest television ever made. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, and I always kind of like, I get angry at people who try to knock season one and I'm like, you know, these, these are, these are people who, and a lot of times have had the privilege of growing up in a world where there was always the Simpsons. And for me, uh, Simpsons was on Tracy Ullman and that's where I originally saw them on because my parents watched it. And it was like, oh, the fun cartoon that came on during this adult sketch comedy show. Mm. And so 1989, I'm, I'm, or 88, 89, I'm in first grade. Uh, and, you know, Simpsons special, they're having a whole half hour show. And I'm like, oh, oh shit. You know, and that was such a huge deal. And that's the as Christmas first special. graders coming in. Yeah, yeah. Which is an amazing Everyone, piece of television. 
everyone, everyone, every kid watched it. And it was like every parent's nightmare, you know, because we were all singing that Jingle Bell song. So we got, I got to be like around the same age as Bart Simpson when Bart Simpson first came on the air. And so my growing up was kind of shaped by this kid who at the very beginning was my own age. Um, it was kind of this rebellious person and, you know, hit at the right time. Um, but since then, you know, it's, it's been around for like 30 years now. It's 31 seasons are that's insane, out and they're 30, the 32nd season is coming. Yeah. And so to just think that this movie came out in, in 2007 when that's 13 years ago now, this was like, there, there are people that saw this movie and think of this as classic Simpsons era. The 2007 era. In a way, it, we, it, it, it's not new Simpsons. It's like silver or bronze era Simpsons. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Well, I, I saw I a chart. Know. Yeah. I saw a chart. I think I may have mentioned this on another episode, but it was like the the kind of timeline of The Simpsons in comparison with like something like The Family Guy or South Park, which have also had long runs. Nowhere close to The Simpsons. Doesn't even touch it. They're at the point, they're at like this point, they're at like the 2007 point, almost, if they're that far. Yeah, they're... Uh, I, in, in their own timelines. Um, a personal note for me to add to this, and why I picked this, why I've got Simpsons on the brain, Simpsons fever right now, is because I got Disney Plus in order to watch The Simpsons. That's where it is. It's crazy, because mm -hmm. it's all like... It's not edited or anything, from what mm -hmm. I could tell. I mean, I'm a diehard fan. I mean, okay, when I grew up, I lived in Ponca City, which is between um, the Oklahoma City stations and then, like, Tulsa or Wichita. It was never really clear. It was always weird, you know, watching the affiliates and, like, you were they were always advertised for businesses, and I never knew what cities, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, like, I could basically watch on one channel at 530 Simpsons flick it over to the other Fox channel, watch Simpsons at six, then flip it back and watch it at six 30. And like, it was a 90 minute block of the Simpsons for like a lot of my childhood. And I, I mean, I'm just like, I love the Simpsons. So I decided so, to watch oh, all of the Simpsons on, I, I watched all of the, the quote unquote good Simpsons. And I was like, I'm going to be brave. Am I, do I really love the Simpsons? Do I have time on my hands? Yes, quarantine, you know? It's like, what better mm -hmm. time than now to just watch all of The Simpsons? And that included, of course, The Simpsons movie. I think when I watched all of The Good Simpsons, I was like, man, fuck it, I'll watch The, the Simpsons movie. And I watched it twice. <laughs> I don't know why, I just did. You know, I put it on twice. I watched it back to back. And... Then I decided to watch all of The Simpsons. It was a painful journey. Mm -hmm. It was a Hellraiser-esque journey where I found <laughs> a place between pleasure and pain, you know? <laughs> I existed on that plateau, and there were moments where I was like, The Simpsons is good. And I was like, am I brainwashed? What's happening, you know? But I love The Simpsons. I'm up to date on it. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at. That's why I picked The Simpsons movie, which is I, not good. By no, it's, it is. <laughs> and so like, I will say that, you know, again, like kind of in my intro there, I grew up with it. I grew up with it as it came out and, you know, was the age of Bart. I was like nine or 10 years old when, you know, uh, you know, however old uh, Bart Simpson is, I was his same age. 
And so, you know, I got to see where there was like, oh, there's only one season of The Simpsons. Oh, there's two seasons of The Simpsons. I hopped and on board on you, season two. Yeah, and, and you couldn't rewatch it unless you taped it, you know? And it's just like life events, you're a kid, you got to... You got a musical that week. You got a recital mm -hmm. that week. You got to miss the Simpsons. Did you tape it? Did the tape, you know, do it correctly? And so I did. It, it I was had a, like, did you have a mixtape of Simpsons stuff? I, yeah, I did. Yeah. With all the original commercials too. That was great. Fuck yeah. Um, so yeah. And I remember like a Halloween party I went to one night when I was in elementary school and it was like Treehouse of Horror 2. <sighs> and, and it was like, we all, after trick-or-treating, we had to make time to come back and watch the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror premiere. Um, and, you know, it was a huge deal. And so, whatever, the show has been on enough to have morphed over multiple times in what that show was. And the the show that it was when I really was into it is is not that show anymore. And I'm kind of okay because those episodes still exist and they are still good. I'm going through my own like review of the entire series very slowly, but I, I am watching them in order as they are released. So yes. I am never going out of order. That's and how I did it too. Yeah. It's, it's like good right now. I'm still in the good era and it's like, man, that was a really good episode. That was like really tight and really funny and, and everything. And just knowing that like, you can't keep that forever. There's absolutely no way that you can keep it forever. And the way to like preserve that is to, is to kill it at some point. But man, the Simpsons makes so much money for, for Fox. And I guess Disney now that there's no way they're going to kill that. They make a hard yeah. turn at some point. It's like around season 11 or 12 where you're truly like, you turn around and you can't see land anymore. You know, yeah. like you're really far out. And like, there's sort of, there's sort to like creep in sort of like transphobic jokes around this period. Mm -hmm. I'm like dead serious about this. This happens like quite a bit around this era. And, um, and like, and just like, there's like, it becomes kind of heartless and they make a lot of jokes at the, like, at poor people's expense and mm -hmm. drug addicts expense. And it's not in the way that they used to do it in the classic period where there was like some sort of like, you know, real knowledgeable satire behind what they're doing. It was more just kind of like mean, like this guy is poor, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever, or like Cletus specifically is a character that's just like, and uh, Gil, it's just like, it's just kind of, it's rough, you know? And it's mm -hmm. like, it's not, they're taking cheap shots at like they're punching down like hardcore and it's just it's not good and then they also are like we're the simpsons we can do anything you know and the show falls apart like structurally for a long time they i mean they successfully early on did like an insane first act that gets you to the rest of the episode you know that was something they're mm -hmm. really good at and they get real shaggy with that shit like yeah and whew, it, it does it gets better in pockets i think but the um seasons like 12 through like 21 is like whoa like oh my god it's not yeah not I, super good and that's where the movie I, is from is that era I, 
I think the point where I really started to fall off, uh, maybe the last episode I watched like as it aired was the join the Navy episode. Um, where they're like a boy band. <laughs> With the, I, I kind of like that episode. I'm a, two I mean, years younger is, than you. I know, but man, I love that I mean, episode. Th- think about that episode in context with, you know, what I had already been experiencing for the whole, like, development of the show and to just, you know, finally be like, ah, all right, man. And like, I was just kind of done. I was just like, I've, it's worn out its welcome. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to miss anything by skipping this, you know? Yeah. And I just kind of turned it off and I didn't want to watch it anymore. And I did, I didn't really care. And so it, there was, there was maybe a point or two where I was mad at it because it was just like this thing was taken away from me and you know, like it still exists. It's there, but it, it is not what I thought it was. But then I just kind of didn't care about it. I was just like, people are still watching it. And I'm like, I don't, I, I don't understand that. Yeah. So sorry i don't watch the simpsons and so it just that that's where it is still with me now i just don't kind of understand it and so i do want to transition this into the movie is that by the time this came out the simpsons had had as you were saying kind of like been taken to places is that and, and that like the movie had nothing new to offer is that Anything the movie could do, the show has already done. It has already gone there. And I've, I feel like a lot of times about this movie, it's like it's way too little too late. And they change things you know? unnecessarily. Let's get into yeah. it. Let's dive into this. Yeah. Now that we've explained that we are old school Simpsons fans, and I may be like the Simpsons a little bit more than Will, or maybe I have a little more patience for it. We could put it that yeah, way. Yeah, I think that's it. And I also have way more time on my hands, and I, mm. I just put Simpsons on in the background sometimes, and like, so, I did watch the entire thing. Nobody can take that away from me. I'm pointing at Will, with my <laughs> pencil right now, but there. I, are, I will get there. I'll, I'm going to do no, it. No, I know, but there's definitely episodes where I'm like barely paying attention, like in some of the the absolute like gutter years, like woof. It's. It gets real bad, but I will say Trios of Horror is pretty consistent, even in the bad seasons. Like, there's, like, I think, like, season 15 is, like, maybe <clears throat> the best Trios of Horror. Really? Yeah. Like, there's one where Homer is, like, death, and then there's, like, I don't know. It's just, like, super good. I will say, I think it's either last season, 31 or 30, the Treehouse was so bad, you could tell it was, like, the worst Treehouse and you could tell that they knew it. They did a Thanksgiving of horror that was like hot fire, though. Oh, because they scheduled it too late. Like it got it's preempted. Same, I and think it, it's the same season, though. What now? It's like oh, oh, you meaning they did a treehouse Thanksgiving of horror? They did a treehouse, and then they also did Thanksgiving of horror. I might be wrong about that, but I think it's because the treehouse is so bad. I might be wrong. I don't know. That's how I viewed it, at least. I was like. Wow, because I thought the Thanksgiving was amazing. So, and that's like yeah. a really recent one. Anyway, let's get into it. The Simpsons movie. It begins Simpsons with movie. Green Day. Yeah. So, like, the celebrity, why? Uh, the, the celebrity appearances that really was another thing that, like, oh, hey, Tony Hawk, I didn't know you lived in Springfield. Um, <sighs> it just, it just became like overloaded. You have to have this like celebrity appearance. But I hate Green Day, dude. I know that you're, they're your hometown boys over there. <laughs> and I know that you live where they 
you know, punk rock began or whatever <laughs> in Gilman Street. But okay, um, I mean, <laughs> it's just that like it, I don't love Green Day, but man, I don't know. You remember when Dookie came out? Come on. Uh, I always knew that there was something. Deal. I knew there was something not good about it. And then when I heard Rancid, I was like, "Oh, I like this." I think, which is they're literally cousins, aren't they? And Rancid's from the East Bay. Yeah, they're from here. Yeah, they're... I don't know. I don't know how much into Rancid I am these days. I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe I check see, out like, Rancid I'm not, again. I'm not even in. I'm not even that. I I think I owned a copy of Dookie, but like that's the only Green Day album I ever owned, and I didn't own it for that long. So I'm not like. So you huge. liked that Green Day was in this movie, then? At the I don't know. I didn't care, but I <laughs> I had more of a problem with like celebrity appearances right off the bat. No, you know it was that's the bigger issue I had. Unbelievably egregious, and it's like yeah. the Green Day is playing. I mean, think about. All this, the amazing Simpsons intros, and that's another thing that is good all the way, even in the bad years, like Bill Plimpton has done many intros. Like, mm -hmm. you know, when they, oh, when Homer gets into the house and they sit on the couch, is what yeah. I'm referring to. And like, they didn't even, I mean, they cut into Green Day, you know? It's like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah, I mean, huge misstep out of the gate, in my opinion. So one thing I think that, like when I said too little, too late, is that the the Simpsons world by this point had expanded to to what it has, what it is now with all the characters that you have. And I'm thinking of like there was a point in time when they were going to make a Simpsons movie, and it was like season between like seasons two and three maybe, and that movie was going to be Camp Krusty, and I cannot think of a better way to make a Simpsons movie. It was very simple. Wasn't the monorail also considered to be a movie? Like they were I don't like, know. I think I heard I heard that or I read that somewhere that um yeah, the monorail, they were also like, maybe this should be the movie, a plot for the movie or whatever. That would have yeah. worked too. Actually but Camp, like Camp Krusty would have been way better, dude. And the Simpsons actually redoes they redo Camp Krusty. They like recycle stuff within itself. Do they really? Yes, they do. Oh, man. So, like, <laughs> Krusty episode, I, I love That's an early episode. That's, like, season two or three, and it's just, like... Yeah. Great. It's a, such a good episode, and you could totally take that into an hour and a half, right? But this one, man, like... It would have been hand-drawn. God, it would have been beautiful. You gotta, like... You gotta have a moment with every single character that you have ever introduced into this series for the entire history of it. You have to make sure, because you're gonna get like, uh, where was the, uh, we were waiting for the resolution of the, we were, you know, fans have been clamoring for the, uh, the matchup between and, uh, you know, we, are we gonna see, you know, all this, you gotta answer all those goddamn they, questions in the movie. But they also bring in new characters too. Yeah. Like the boy that Lisa likes. Why? Yeah. We waste our time on this. Yeah. Lisa Simpson's like one of the best characters in any show ever, in my opinion. Like I, I, I felt that she was way more two-dimensional in this movie. She was even they, in her they like fucking, activism. They did her wrong in this movie. Yeah, and it's just like what I always liked about Lisa in the early ones is that yeah, she was like socially conscious and everything, but she also loved Itchy and Scratchy and loved to watch it with her brother. Yeah. And it's she like, loves Bart. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, I, she has that sense of humor and she, she is a Simpson. So I, I don't know. Like, and also Homer at this point is not Homer that I knew he's stupid and everything, but like, 
I cannot tell you how stupid I think that spider pig gag is. He's competing like, with Peter Griffin now. Yeah, it's just like, and then the they spider literally pig did that is, crossover. Spider pig is so fucking stupid. Yeah, and I remember people were telling me about it, and I was like, I was just like, it was a close friend. I won't tell. I won't say his name. I'm like. <laughs> But somebody that you know that I respect too, but he was like, oh, Spider Pig is so. F-. I was just like, dude, this better not be as dumb as I think it's going to be. And it was. It was yeah. like, it's so, it's just like, it, that's not, that's like, okay, there's this, can I do a, a minor digression real quick? There's this yes. old Wester Bangs review of um, um, It's Only Rock and Roll by the Rolling Stones. And it, he basically says that, like, it's good for them to make this album because it, it frees them from having to be good. And now they can just earnestly compete with Aerosmith. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so like, that's sort of what I think about when I think of this era of the Simpsons, because it is just like, we're just going to do like a family guy thing, you know, it'll still be the Simpsons, but we're just, we're competing for, we want, I mean, you know, Homer is like larger than yeah, life. It, Stupid. It, it's so nonsensical. Well, it doesn't make it. It's so stupid, dude. This got to the point where it was you. You know, this was, came out around the time that like, okay, Facebook started coming out for everybody, and you now have a means of like, and then YouTube exists where you can just share clips of of The Simpsons, little pieces of The Simpsons, and it's not like in context of a full episode, which everyone is quoting The Simpsons, sure. But also everyone has in that baked in. They've seen the episode. They know what the context of that is. So now the, and, you know, everyone was doing this as well, making these very short where the whole context is in that clip, you know, and it's just like you don't need the context of this fuller story. Yeah. You just need the context of that clip. So you just have Homer shouting like hashtag do it or whatever. And like it is that's that's kind of it. It's sort of hard to explain. Yeah, it's like. It's sort of subtle at times, but it's all just a little bit dumber. And they, Simpsons made that though, the cutaway joke and stuff and that good seasons, right? I mean, they were the ones that did that right initially. Yeah, they did it. They did it in a a certain way. But again, you, in in a series that goes on for that long, you, you can't rely on that forever. Like, and so even in the family guy, you have like, the Stewie and Peter, or the Stewie and, and Brian, like musical episodes, which, which are, are the best compl- episodes. I they are. Say. I mean, I don't I've, hate I've made, that show, but those are the best I know. episodes. And I've made the argument before that I think I actually like uh, Seth MacFarlane singing. I think he's quite good, um, and so I do like those. <sighs> I do like those episodes. They're fun. They're a different tone, um, and it's him all. It's him all by himself singing and performing with himself. It's weird. But um, but also I haven't watched the the Family Guy in like ten years either. So like I don't know how what that is anymore. Yeah, I also I have not watched it in a long time. I hate his movies. I I don't like that. Oh, I, I don't like him. I guess I'll concede I don't like him either. that he is objectively he's a good singer, and it's it's amazing that he does all those voices, and he's yeah. he's like clearly like a weird freak that can work like insane hours and do all he like voices yeah. a million cartoons and directs terrible movies and all sorts of shit <laughs> releases jazz <laughs> albums and stuff 
but it's like I don't, I don't, like, I, don't really I respect like the work though. he does, but man, I don't. Yeah, I don't like the stuff. I've not seen any of the Ted movies or anything else. I don't even listen to his music. I have before though, okay. and I will say it's okay. So, All right, I've never. But um, never, I don't know. So ever. I have. I tell you though, bought Simpsons CDs of just songs I from the too. show, songs in the key of Springfield, I believe. Or wait, yep. is that the first album? Oh. I want the, I'm, talking first about, album. I'm talking about the Sgt. Pepper one. Oh, I don't know that one. Well, the that, first album you're talking about, Simpsons Sing the Blues. Which okay, so it is featured. Songs in the Key of Springfield is the one that is the Sgt. Pepper. I think so, yeah. Like, yeah, I, okay, yeah, I, I know like what you're talking about. pour over. It's like small, but I'd like get a magnifying glass out and just pour over like oh, all the characters and stuff. I love that CD. It had See My Vest on it. Yeah. Oh my god! I, I, I love that. the Simpsons. Like I, I bought that at Fox Studio. I in, in 2000, I went to LA uh, right after I graduated high school, and like we went to Fox Studio and uh-huh. for a tour, and I bought that album and the poster of of all the characters at that point. Oh yeah, fuck uh, yeah! And I had that up in my dorm in college. I instead of I had a Taxi Driver poster up in the wall. But instead of a I also Pulp Fiction had a taxi poster, driver. <laughs> I had a Pulp Fiction poster too. I think. Yeah, I skipped the Pulp Fiction one. I I did get the Simpsons one though. Um, um but no, I I had that. It was like great. So um, anyway, back to but, the Simpsons movie, which is horrible. It adds. But, they let's just talk about. I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Well, I want to talk about like this. Reminds me of. Of the Flintstones movie. Do you remember that movie with, with uh, Rick Moranis and, and John Yeah, Goodman but that's live action. Still, though, it was like, who is that movie made for? And it was just like... I liked it at the time, but I only watched it once, to be fair. So it wasn't a true kids classic for me, you know? It's a little bit different, but it's just like the, the Flintstones were, was another animated primetime series that was on for a long time and just kind of stuck around in yeah. different formats so it's a little bit different from the simpsons but it any sort of like it has gotten to a point where any sort of cultural relevance it had when it originally came on has been kind of lost in the oversaturation of it within the pop culture yeah it's like and i think the simpsons is at that too while you can still look at those early episodes and be like well that's still really good it's really just like it has saturated itself so much. And so by the time this movie came out, it was kind of beyond a point where you could do anything creatively new with it. This, the pacing of this was very like, this is a movie now. Did you feel Mm -hmm. that way? I was like, very much make it fast paced, make it punch this up. This is like the big show. You know, I was like, The Simpsons is known to have like a great joke. Some of the best episodes, there's like a great joke every 30 seconds, basically. Mm -hmm. Like the Limit of Troy episode, for instance, where you finally just go to Shelbyville and Bart and his gang meet their doppelgangers, Mm -hmm. including a Homer doppelganger. It's just like, (laughs) I mean, the, The Simpsons at its best is, it really is like the, the best television ever like i some of i mean i think i think all told i like and not just animated sitcom just sitcoms in general king of the hill to me is maybe the greatest show of all time or it's the show that i like the best let's put it that Mm -hmm. way it's maybe not the most relevant show to everybody but to me it's extremely relevant and i will really like king of the hill a lot but i think the simpsons when it's good is a, a close second and this movie 
it's just like it fails on that level or that fundamental level where it's like, no, what people like is how fast The Simpsons is. Fuck if it makes old people be like, huh? Or kids. It's not for children. They sort of, mm -hmm. it has the pacing of like a children's movie. And like, you just, there's like dead air, dead space where they allow it to breathe. Like, it's like, you know what I mean? Like where they would yeah. never do that in the show because they don't have time to do that. And they should have treated it the same. It should have just been what the show is in its best form, but for 90 minutes. And they, yeah, and they I, should have waited until they could get it that good or never do it at all, you know? Yeah, I, I think it was beyond the point of a movie. And so, like, I think when you're saying the Lemon of Troy episode, like, that's a great episode. And they did all that in 22 minutes, you know? They told that entire story. And it's a movie. And so, again, in the, what, you know, what is, what is the movie going to add to The Simpsons beyond selling, I mean, selling tickets and making huh. a ton of money, which and it did. Boy, howdy, they could have covered what they cover in this movie in 22 minutes. Oh, absolutely. So like the story of this is, is really weird because it's about, um, environmental catastrophe swings into Springfield, which I, I respect that they're going back to like early Simpsons about pollution and shit, which, you know, we all remember Blinky, uh, the three eyed fish. So that is well rooted within the Simpsons canon i think so i don't really have an issue with that but then they drop a giant dome over the city of springfield and the environmental shit happens because he draw he illegally puts pig shit into the lake and it's like yeah. it's not because of mr burns and his toxic waste something that no, we've it's, dealt it's with Homer. a bunch of times and like why not just do the big movie version of that like okay Here's a movie I thought of when I watched this that I think successfully encapsulates the show but also stands on its own. The Trailer Park Boys movie, the first Trailer <laughs> Park Boys movie. I mean, say what you will about that show or whatever. That movie, if you only saw that movie, you know everything you need, ever need to know about the Trailer Park Boys. And like a lot of the best of the Trailer Park Boys is in because they just kind of redo stuff, but they do it mm -hmm. big. It's the movie now. They do yeah. it right. And whatever. And that's like, hmm. and this movie just couldn't fucking figure that shit out, you know, at all. It's, it's kind of like three, it's like that whole thing where the dome gets dropped because it's a waste. It's like basically like picture Oklahoma. It's like an, an environmental <laughs> hazard, you know, like, or whatever. And the EPA is the villain in this movie, like in Ghostbusters. Yep. Which is yeah, uh, I, who the fuck. How did they come to that conclusion? Where they? I don't know. That was another weird thing. And so, but then they find out that it's Homer's fault. And so the town's going to kill them, but there's a sinkhole. And it's like, it's so fucking stupid because it's like the dome. It's like fucking dig. We know Barney has a plow. He's Mr. Plow, right? Or the, yeah. he's the plow king. And Homer was Mr. Plow. That was another one. That could have been a great movie, honestly. Uh, yeah. Just like yeah, the, the rivalry the, between them. Oh, my God, yeah. And stuff like... I'd rather watch that for an hour and a half. Jesus. Yeah. But, but like, um, the, the weird thing about this is that, like, the dome plot, like, I want to say Stephen King's Under the Dome had just come out. I don't like, know which was first. I was wondering that because everyone I think, was like... <laughs> Saying Stephen King like, ripped off the Simpsons movie, but I I'm didn't like, know. I, no, he was writing that in like the seventies, and but it's just was. I think that Under the Dome came out around the same time, and I'm like, that story is great, but like this, you leave the dome, the Simpsons leave the dome, 
The Simpsons are gone from Springfield. And it's just like, okay, uh, Homer did it. Now Homer has to save everyone. And that's like the exciting shit in the movie. But the middle of the and movie, so it really becomes Alaska. And it's like, it's just like three shitty episodes glued together. I know. It, it's it's less like the, the Simpsons movie, more like the Homer movie. It really should have been the Homer movie. Because like, that's really what it's about. It's about Homer. Yeah, you don't get it, a lot of good bar Marge. They do. They fuck it all up. And okay, yeah. here's one thing that pisses me off. They get Albert Brooks in it. It's like, why is he not playing Hank Scorpio? And also, the fucking president is Schwarzenegger. It's like, no, you guys have like a Schwarzenegger esque character, Rainier yeah. Wolfcastle. That should be he, he, Rainier Wolfcastle in the universe of The Simpsons is Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know what so I mean? He should be president. He should be president. You know what? I, it's just like that's just like what a fucking blunder. You know what? A yeah. huge, huge error in judgment from them to do that stupid, stupid joke, which isn't even funny. And like people will be like, "What?" Like, well, for a while we thought this action star would be. We thought the world was getting real crazy. It's like, you know, I mean, especially now, like, when Trump, with Trump, yeah, being it's just like, it's so stupid. It's fucking yeah. dumb. Rainier well, Wolfcastle should have been the president <laughs> in this movie. I will also say I, I just read a novel by John Schwartzwelder. Simpsons writer who is credited as a writer on this movie, but it it was a story with one of his own creations about how he incidentally causes the invasion of Earth, the invasion and takeover of Earth from Moon people, and then subsequently kicks them all out again. And it's great. It's very fast paced. It's very much like The Simpsons and could be easily adapted to Homer, The Simpsons, and Kang and Kodos. Mm. like very easily and it's a movie length story and it's just like it had all the beats of the simpsons it was quick it, you had this dumb protagonist who was very much homer simpson it is very much in the vein of that so it's not hard to create a movie that is very simpsons like and tell a very simpsons like story that can also be at that length and very exciting and very funny um, Agreed. Because this is just like an independent book he put out. This is not like a big deal. This is not like a big movie script. You know what I was, was just vastly more entertaining. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Um, I was just thinking about how. Remember when Futurama came back, but it came back in like movie form. It was like three mm -hmm. movies, and one of those, the one about time travel and like Fry is like battling himself, but he doesn't realize it, and the narwhal and all that shit. It's like, that was so beautiful and, like, well done, mm -hmm. you know? It's like, and that was just, like, released straight to DVD at the time and then later split up into episodes. Like, you can see it episodically on TV, but it was presented as, like, a feature-length movie, a Futurama movie, like an 80-minute movie or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was fucking, it was really good. I think they, there was a few that were pretty good with them. I don't know. It's crazy that well, Futurama it, would be better than The Simpsons, but it, it, it was well, in that case. It, it like... In that case that you have a, which is essentially a direct-to-video movie, it is not bound to the theatrical audience who may or may not be familiar with the property. Yeah. So you got to make something for a general audience. And so when you're doing something that is essentially going to be consumed by the fans, you have to make it more like the TV show. And you have a budget that works 
more like a TV show, maybe a little bit higher than your typical episode for this kind of event, three-part event. But ultimately, it's going to resemble the TV show a lot more than a theatrical movie would. But as you said, like the Trailer Park Boys thing, it's I haven't seen that, but it sounds like they are show like like giving a new audience member enough information to follow the story, to know enough about the Trailer Park Boys. Yes. While still keeping it very much the Trailer Park Boys for everyone else who already knows that. And so obviously there's a way to do that. But again, I think the size and scope of The Simpsons in 2007 had grown to a point where it you can't really explain, okay, well, who are all these other people? Wasn't and, it and weird that you saw Bart's dick, too? We didn't even bring that, that up That was weird, yet. yeah. What the fuck? Why was that in the movie? That's like, the thing. Can, is what is, like, who's that okay. for? I mean, I'm not a prude, but why? Why'd that happen? It's because it's the movie, and and you have to have all these fans. Like, are they gonna? It's a, it's a movie, and are we gonna? Who wanted you know, to see should, Bart Simpson? He's a ten year old boy too. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what the fuck? I was just like, because South Park has done something like this on their show. I it's a know. movie. It's you got to do something wild, and then you know, people uh, talk. And it's, it, it's within the first like ten minutes or so too. So it's like they're afraid. You know, they just didn't show. They should have focused on the family and the family dynamic, you know, maybe covered in pornographic detail, the geography of the house. There's like that room that is sometimes mentioned that sometimes disappears like the rec room, you know, I mean, there's certain things that they could have done that would have just like, or just like redo an episode and add new stuff to it or whatever, you know, it would have been better than what they did because they go to Alaska and I mean, what even happens there? They get their group, Again, they fuck, and animals come in. It's stu- so stupid. It's a Family Guy they, episode. Another weird thing. Okay, not only did you see Bart's dick in this movie, <laughs> also as a tie-in, as a marketing tie-in, uh, Marge Simpson was featured as a centerfold in Playboy, wearing like the negligee thing she was wearing in the Alaska. Jesus scene. Christ! I did not know that. It was see-through. It was. Can you see like nipples and stuff? Yes. Holy yes. shit. Yes. It was like. All right. Crazy. Anyway. Like, no, I mean, it was just like, again, it is way oversaturated. This is like, I don't, I mean, great, whatever. But like, at least the Flintstones had, you know, the McRib, you know, as a marketing tie in. And like, I for years some- thought that the fucking McRib was invented. Was I thought it was invented because of the Flintstones movie <laughs> for years. And then somebody was like, no, it's been around forever, you know, or like yeah, since the yeah. 70s. I was like, oh. But I did for years think that the the McRib is a tie-in with the Flintstones movie that was so popular that it just kept on. Yep. I, I'm, I I'm looking at Marge Simpson's Playboy spread and damn, Why? Why did this why? happen? Why? Yeah. Why do you? Why did you need that? You can see but her nipples. Like... That's holy shit! Wow, right? <laughs> Terrible. I, I still have a can, an unopened can of Buzz Cola. Oh, do you really? Yeah, I do. So, um, okay. So we've been talking about this for forty for, minutes. Why don't... for the listeners though? That was a time from the movie too. Yeah. Why don't we go ahead and take a break and then come back with our big roundup of the Simpsons movie. Woo. 
Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romaine. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said, SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. I would rather have a day job than be a Pokemon mascot. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. Welcome back to CRM Cathode Ray Mission. I'm Randy. We're going to do the big roundup. We'll kick it to you. Five, one to zero to five stars. What do you give the Simpsons movie? Um, I mean, man, I, okay. So I will say that as, as just a comedy, as a movie, there are some points where I think there is some good stuff that lands. There's some good gags that kind of land. Um, and this is the same opinion I have of the television show where, yeah, there might be a good gag or two, but as a whole, the thing just does not, does not contain all that. It is not fun to watch. Um, if you're a Simpsons enthusiast, then yeah, if you're a com- like a completist, yeah, if you just want to see where the Simpsons were 13 years ago, <laughs> um, and knowing that there has been another 13 years of Simpsons beyond this where it has probably morphed into something completely different it might have come back around i don't know but as a cultural milestone i think it's still kind of weirdly important so i'm going to give this um a star and a half interesting a star and a half very good will i am going to give it two stars it's not good but it is very interesting exactly like you're saying is a cultural milestone it's it's like a big this is a big property. One of the biggest properties, as we discussed, it's the longest running sitcom of all time, not just animated, of like any. And mm-hmm. like, it's still on. It's been on since we were little boys in 89. And then Tracy Ullman show before that. So, but this is like an example of a big giant going to bat finally to the big show and like bunting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they totally played it safe. They tried to, they obviously focus group this thing to fucking hell. It's stitched together from a billion different writers, probably. It just has no, it's, they tried to make it topical in parts that are going to like age so poor. Like, you know, it's just like, they just fucked up on this movie mm-hmm. and it's not good, but it's really interesting. We didn't even talk about 
there's this whole scene where he rides a bike up the dump. I mean, whatever, you know. It's it the happens. climax of the movie, and it just it feels like I don't know. Who it's fucking just, cares? It's so stupid. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Nick dies, but he's alive later. It doesn't mean... It's almost like they're saying the movie isn't canon, I think. Like, yeah. later in the series. Like, they're just like, fuck, write, write that movie off. It's not good, but... The same way that, that uh, Homer and Marge were in college in the 90s? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's classically... They say that's one of the worst episodes. I'll tell you, having watched the entire series now, I can definitively say the episode where Elon Musk is the main guest star is the... <sighs> bottom of the barrel with the simpsons that's recent too right that's within, it's within from the last few years uh i mean it's from the last decade like maybe 2013 like, maybe yeah because lisa describes him as the world's greatest living inventor yeah and they they like suck his dick and treat him like he's this <sighs> god alien and he's actually voicing himself it's a uh, not super good <laughs> mm. i don't like it <laughs> it made me a little bit mad there's also a part where i mean it's just like like there's this part where like michelle obama shows up in the middle of an episode and nelson is like i'll be a good boy for you and it's or whatever it's like some bullshit it's like holy shit it's just like what are we doing here you know can we get can we get into the simpsons can we just do some simpsons stuff what are yeah. we like what is this you know Anyway, I, I think it's just a victim of, of being on for too long and just like, again, like Futurama was great and now Futurama's over and it should stay over. I don't know, maybe come back for a movie every once in a while like Columbo did, but like, um, Futurama you know, came then, back too many times. The original yeah. ending with the robot devil and him selling his hands to the robot, that's so good. Yeah. I like Futurama a lot though. And uh, uh, the the other show, The Disenchantment, I think that's fine. That's a different format, too. I have not watched that. And it's, I will uh, say Matt Groening is on um, the Epstein flight log. Is he really? <laughs> yeah, he is for sure. Uh -oh. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's do some recommendations. What do you? What would you recommend uh, based on, well, okay. on The Simpsons movie? I'll recommend based on The Simpsons, like um, – then making a TV show, a movie out of a TV show successfully, all right, immediately came into coming to mind for me. I mean, I don't watch Trailer Park Boys that much anymore, and it's still, that's one of those shows that's like, enough of this, guys. You should have quit years and years yeah. ago. Um, <clears throat> but, like, in its classic seasons one through, like, six maybe, or, like, I, I really was into this for a while. I haven't watched it in a while, but I think the movie is a very good, just like if you only ever saw the movie, you would still know everything you need to know about the Trailer Park Boys. And it's like a good, it was like, it's like a super good episode of, or like, a, it's basically each of those seasons is like, they have a problem in the first episode and then they form a scheme. And by the sixth episode, cause it's like Canadian or whatever. So it's like six or 12 episodes. And by the end, it's like the scheme is the heist is either worked or not. And that's like the movie is just a great version of that, mm. you know, where like it's like a heist movie and it's okay. just it's fun. Uh, that one, I think Kids in the Hall, Brain Candy, mm. maybe yeah, an acquired okay. taste. But I love I love that one. I think that's a great version. And as a kid, I loved the Jetsons movie. I haven't watched it in a oh, long time. Shit. I was going to say that one, too. But I thought the uh, Jetsons movie was pretty good. 
you know, I still like the theater when it came out. Me too. Yeah, yeah I had it on video and like watched it way more than I watched the Flintstones movie, for instance. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That Justin's movie was fun and it was animated too. And yeah, it was like it was cool. Um, yeah, I, I would say the Flintstones movie just because it's like it's trying to. That movie really tried to make it a huge blockbuster summer hit um, for a property that you know was, you know, maybe at least thirty years old at that point. Um, you know, and had, had that media saturation that the Simpsons had at that point, you know, mm-hmm. you know, at that point it was like kind of the, the analog of the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would say just watching that as kind of like a, um, just see another movie that kind of took that, that same, you know, let's just make this to make money and just kind of slap together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to say the, the kids in the whole brain candy is a great selection because, that really was in the spirit of that show with them playing multiple characters, kind of Absolutely. having these vignettes of, of like that. It, it, they were in the cast. They made a it was movie. It like a Body Python movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was. And it, it was just like so fucking funny. The can- yeah. Cancer Boy is, and they, <laughs> they fought for that. And that's why they lost like the faith in the studio and they didn't fully advertise them and shit. Yeah, yeah. But like, because they fought to have that scene in there. And that is... That is one of the funniest fucking things <laughs> ever. I mean, God um, damn it. I love Kids in the Hall, though. Like, I mean, don't yeah. even get me started. I've, I've, I've made too many of them mad, too. Um, I still love them, but I know I've, I've pissed a lot of them in off. In real so. life, you have? In real life. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, um, but no, that, that movie is very good. And that movie is very much in the spirit of the show that they were doing. Um, and... The Jetsons, uh, you know, it was that movie is a thing where it's like I don't really care about the Jetsons. I'm not a big fan of it, but they were kind of like the Family Guy to the to the Flintstones. Mm-hmm. And making a movie, a theatrical movie, at that point was just kind of unnecessary. But it's it's not that bad. It was. It's I remember actually, the it, music being good and like just all the futuristic shit. They the animation yeah. was really cool and stuff. I yeah. mean, I might be wrong. I haven't watched it in a long time, but. I really, I mean, when you were talking about the Flintstones movie, I was like, I got to remember at the rec- recommendations to bring up Jetsons because, yeah. And that one and uh, the Chipmunks movie where there's like mm-hmm. girl chipmunks and they the go Chibets, to like yeah. Rio de Janeiro and stuff like that, you know? that That's one that like that and like Freddy, Freddy the Frog are two that like animators talk about. So they're like two that like pe- the general public doesn't really – talk about a lot but if you're an animator you kind of know those movies because they were big animation movies that were not disney oh, yeah. or, or or anyone else you know i mean i just like, i think i saw that in theaters or something and i like, did too yeah. i had it on tape and i just watched it over and over. i loved the chipmunks i thought mm-hmm. the chipettes were like hot you know i had like kind of like a probably like that was like uh, an awakening uh, moment for like a, a really seven-year-old crush an early on, on awakening yeah. moment for me. It's like, yeah, and gadget from uh, Rescue Rangers. <laughs> Is that with the Chipmunks? Yeah, Rescue Rangers. Yeah, gadget. yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway. another another thing I will say. Another recommendation I'll give. This is not a movie. It's a TV show. But um, the The Simpsons spawned a lot of like um, primetime animation and continues to. It kind of is the precursor to uh, even more than the Flintstones did. It was really The Simpsons allowed uh, studios to take a chance of putting primetime animation on television. Um, and so 
one that came out of the Simpsons that I really enjoyed that was unfortunately canceled, but uh, was given enough time to really develop its, uh, its uh, voice. And, uh, and then it was not given enough time to ruin itself was uh, mission Hill. Um, oh. I really like that show. Uh, yes. I agree. Um, it, it's very funny. Uh, the, anim- the, the animation style is very good. It's very different than a lot of other stuff that's on right now or even has been on. Um, you know, a lot of people will say The Critic, which I'm a very big fan of. It, it, some of the jokes don't age well. Overall, I still like it, but that's the lost. Mission Hill. The Critic is like the lost Simpsons side cool show. Yeah. Yeah. The, the spinoff. Is Mission, it, Mission Hill related to The Simpsons at all? <laughs> uh, Bill Oakley, who is a, who is a writer, I believe. Yes, he is. Uh, on the Simpsons. He wrote on The Simpsons for sure. Yeah, yeah. so that was his show. That okay. was the. So Mission he Hill is terrific, that. man. And it's great. It's it like just so a season or two, and yeah, it's it's easy to kind of buzz through, and it's really good. And it just it did not get enough time to get bad. Um, yeah, it's about a kid who comes to live with his slacker brother, who he thinks he like idolizes his brother, and he sort of slowly realizes how big of a loser his brother is and shit. But and also, like, the little brother is also awful. <laughs> yeah, he's he like is. a little smart ass. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Brian Pesane is one of the roommates. And then there's another roommate, a woman. I yeah. I, yeah. It's been a while. I need to it's, rewatch that show, man. That's it's that so was good. a great it's show. Really great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And another movie I would say that is um, kind of tangentially spin off, spun off from a, from a TV show is Wage World. Um, one Wind of my World favorite is, movies ever, man. Absolutely. Like the, the ability, and they've done it many, many times, even before and since, but to take, you know, a recurring like review sketch on SNL, essentially a talk show, <coughs> excuse me, and to make that into a movie about owning your own thing that you create, which was a very big deal for Mike Myers, from what I understand, is that message of being creative and not only creating it, but owning it and having it be yours um, is a really good message. And the the idea of two guys making a TV show in their basement, no matter how many, you know, how, how many people are watching it is to me like podcasting. I don't care how many people listen to the show. I enjoy doing it and I enjoy doing it with friends of mine. Party on dude, for real. And it's just, like. It like it honestly, it is like the thing that I always wanted to do and I get to do it now you know, as close as I can. And it really, that was a huge inspiration for me to just like fucking do your thing. No I think, how you... yeah, absolutely, dude. They are DIY heroes. Wayne, yeah. Wayne and Garth are, and their crew, you know, like. And that whole movie is about like getting, getting the opportunity to sell out and choosing not to. Yes. And it's, I love it. I and then really, part really two really is about, about putting something on and believing in yourself and making something happen because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think part two is almost as good. And I think it is one of the greatest sequels of all time. I it, Part two it, is it, so it, fucking good. It had enough of the first one enjoyed and then kind of took it into enough of a different direction to not be like the Austin Powers sequels. Oh, no. That, you know, it was a very different... That character... It almost feels like it, it meant different to Mike Myers than Austin Powers, which was basically like, yeah, I'll do another one of these. Yeah. Um, so you're going to pay me how much? Great. Great. I'll do it. I do. Um, before we get off our wrecks, dude, if I may shout out uh, Tales from the Crypt Presents Demon Knight, I think is one of the best 
that may actually be the best like adaptation because it literally begins with the opening credits of Tales from the Crypt, just like the show. Mm-hmm. And it has the Crypt Keeper talking and all that shit. And like, and then it cuts in the credits are the same as they were on the show. Like the font oh, really? is, it feels literally like you're watching a souped up version of the show. And the movie with all the extra bits and stuff is about, an hour 15 minutes and it's one of the best siege movies you'll fucking ever Mm. watch man fucking billy zane is delivering like a god level insane performance as this demon who's trying to get the blood of christ from this like amulet thing and will sadler is like this ancient this dude who's like immortal basically who's protecting the blood of christ and Jada Pinkett is in the movie and she kind of becomes like the main hero. It's it's directed by Ernest Dickerson, who was the DP for like Do the Right Thing and a lot of early Spike Lee oh, movies. I I think that that to me, Demon Knight, maybe we should just do that at some point, man. Yeah. That's a good well, movie. I, I want to say like it, it really is kind of a bummer that Bordello of Blood killed that series because <laughs> I do kind of like Bordello of Blood too. But. Well, no, I mean it's just that, you know. Like the series, every movie is going to be different, and it's just like, yeah. okay, this is this doesn't say that the people don't like Tales from the Crypt. It just says that they don't like Bordello of Blood, right? Because this isn't the same characters. This isn't the same story. This isn't like they don't think the Crypt Keeper is awful. They think Dennis Miller is awful. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. And so, it, but it killed it killed that franchise. No, it did uh, for sure, and I actually. I know that you don't like, I learned in a different episode we've recorded today that you don't like Fletch, which is insane to me because I love that mode of Chevy Chase. And I think that's like the best version of him being like just smarter than everyone and like effortlessly gliding through a movie, kind of like Caddyshack too. Fucking but hated, hated. that. So to me, Bordello Blood is Dennis Miller getting to do that. It is sort of like... Yeah. It's his only movie where he gets to be the star. It's a comedy. They let him improvise, clearly. And some of his jokes are pretty fucking fun. Like, there's a part where the sheriff is eating soup, and he's spilling it all over himself, and it's, like, fucking gross. And Dennis Miller goes, Hey, Chief, think you can get a little bit of that soup in your fucking mouth? (laughs) It's, like, that shit is, like, funny, man. Like, I like Bordello Blood anyway, but, yeah. There's a... There's a world where Dennis Miller took the right path. I know, where he became more, he went further left instead of right, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, for sure. I wish that he would have found compassion instead of anger and retribution or whatever the fuck his deal is. I just remember, this was like 20 years ago, I was I heard, he had a radio show or some shit, like conservative talk radio show, and he was making all these references. I'm like, dude, they do not know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. I'm sorry. They have no clue what you're talking about. You're playing to the wrong audience. I'm sorry. I know. And yeah, we could. Um, anyway, we in, should, he could have been in Adam Sandler movies and stuff, dude. Absolutely. You know? But whatever. Anyway. Okay, let's wrap this up. We've we've talked almost an hour about uh, mostly The Simpsons and not much about The Simpsons movie. Whatever. Simpsons um, movie is a piece of trash. Watch the good yeah. Simpsons, but then check yeah. out The Simpsons movie when you're done watching yeah. all the good Simpsons as a curiosity. Just, yeah. Uh, Randy, anything you got, anything you got, uh, this will be coming out after, uh, Fatal Beauty. I don't know. Okay. Chat Piles doing things. This is my band. You can also find my solo stuff, Randy Rules on 
Apple Music and Spotify. Uh, but what matters most is, you know, that we stay safe and not spread COVID. Black Lives Matter, you know, defund the police, bring to justice police that have murdered people, have not been brought to justice, et cetera. You know, I mean, keep in mind what matters most. But like we were talking about earlier, we, there is a, you know, we've got to find time for pleasure too, you know, because we live in kind of a hell world but we can be hell raisers and find that plateau <laughs> that exists between pleasure and pain. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I think human connection is how we're going to survive this thing. Yes. And, uh, you know, Randy getting to talk to you every couple of weeks is, is pretty great. Absolutely. Me I sane. love doing this with you. Will. yeah, for sure. So yeah. Uh, if you want to, you know, check out anything else I do, Nerd Rage of the Great Debates, it's a very similar vibe. We get to talk uh, and yell about shit and stay friends afterwards. Um, you can catch that show every week wherever you find podcasts. SupDoc is a documentary review show that I am involved in. Uh, very fun, uh, very fun couple guys who, who host that one as well. So check those both out. Randy, it's been good talking to you. <laughs> good talking episode. to you too, man. Yep, we're going to re go record one more episode that you'll hear uh, probably in a couple weeks. Yeah, the <laughs> but, insider information on this is we're three episodes into a four-episode recording sesh, so. Hell yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> so, all right, I will talk to you next week, Randy. See you then, my friend. See you.